I'm not doing it. Doing what? Having any more guests on for a while. <laughs> Three weeks in a fucking row we had guests. What? Why? Are we becoming one of those podcasts that's like legit and people want to be on? Like, what what's happening? I don't know, man. Everybody wants that... Uh, that DPW exposure. Yeah, right? that bump. It's a different kind of exposure we give yeah. them. We give them a deep... M- more, more of a personal exposure. Personal exposure. Yes, yes, yes. Not that I don't mind having guests on. It's fun and stuff, but it's like we have to prep and... Mm-hmm. Well, Matt Holland was back because I just got to drink a lot, but... Yeah. We had uh, Nick Ulanowski on. He... Uh, you know, he actually had stuff to talk about with his book and stuff. It's some deeper talking. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I don't think we can have a guest on after this for a little bit just because I need a break from being serious. And not that we're overly serious, but it's just like, yeah. Well, well, like you said, it's uh, it's more into the editing and like the, the post-production and stuff that, yeah, you, that you have to deal with. Yeah, and just pr- you'll have to like be more serious with promoting those episodes because I have to tag people. And when's Caleb gonna do? Can we just be really famous and people do that for us? And then also the uh, the because there always seems to be some new wrinkle or snag, whatever the for try to get the person like on whatever you know in the every time. For some reason, I just hit the video button on the fucking Google Chats, and something goes wrong every time. And it's, it's something different each time. Yeah, it's always something different. It just I don't know why it can't be simple like in the old days. Anyway, Spencer, that's all I really had to grape about. Yeah? Yep. Unless you had something to grape about, that's all I had to grape about. Uh, just the normal things to grape about. I'll save the rest of the talk for the actual episode. Then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we'll make this a short one so I don't have to edit it and I can have a fucking break. Oh, do I get a break, though? Because I got, what, three Mirakami episodes I got to edit now. <laughs> yeah, hey, Caleb. Well, you could have been working on those before. Well, I guess we should announce that. Uh, I think we did before, but since they haven't come out yet, uh, we are doing a Mirakami Minute. We are doing Hear the Wind Sing and Pinball 1973. Mirakami's first two novels, both of them are novella length, so don't worry, you could read them in a week. We'll be dropping the first episode Friday, which is just the introduction episode, and then we do one episode for Hear the Wind Sing, one episode for Pinball, uh, and they were both fun reads. I liked them. So check those out on Fridays for three weeks, I guess, uh, if I put them in up. The, in the near future. In the near future. This week. The coming week. This drops on Tuesday, Friday. So you better be on it. You better be fucking subscribe, mm. like, subscribe, hit Smash the buttons. Smash the buttons. Smash the buttons like it's your stepsister who's stuck in the dryer. <laughs> Smash it. Is that gross? <laughs> That's all I see on those things anymore. Uh, so anyway, folks, stick around. We have a wonderful, super intellectual show for you today. No, we don't. Yeah, probably not. Listening to the Drunken Penwriting Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Zephyr from Zimbabwe Church. Is Zephyr a word? I should probably I look know. that up. Yeah. I, I was... literally pointed at the globe from a distance and I could see the tip of Africa and I just said Zimbabwe. <laughs> so that's the name you get. Let me look to see if Zephyr is a word. I don't know many Z words. Uh, that's what I was wondering what you were you going to pull out of your ass for that one. There's a Zepho. Ooh, this is. What what it, what, what's like the big like blimp? Plane things. Is that what those are? No, I don't know. Uh, that ain't right. That's a sure name. There's a beer. Are you a beer? I don't think Zephyr's a word. No. Oh, shit. So I gotta come up with another one. Spencer, the Zimbabwe 
zero church. Oh man, sorry. Z words. <laughs> Zany, zappy, zenith, zigzag, zebra. The zebra. zebra. I need a, a verb though. I can't. What's a Z verb? Zephyr. Zephyr is a word. I'm not stupid. What does it mean though? Zephyr, a slight wind, a zest, oh. a tart, spicy quality. Zero, the mathematical symbol zero. Or no, that's just favorite Z words. Oh, come on. All right. <laughs> Let me look up Zephyr. This will take up most of the episode. Ze it, start it had a P. That's why I missed it. Missed it. Zephyr, a soft, gentle breeze. Spencer is a soft, gentle breeze of Zimbabwe. That's actually way more nice. lovely. It, where's that breeze coming from? <laughs> it didn't say stinky. Yeah. Just soft. So, in between my readings, we kind of talked about these, but I didn't really go to go into detail because we had fucking guests for three weeks. But I have read, accidentally, maybe, I've dipped my toes in the Shakespearean water. I know mm -hmm. in the past I threatened it. Yeah. I've uh, flirted with it. Well, uh, well, before you get into that, I was wondering if this was going to be your big like episode of bragging and of uh, finally finishing... Uh, Jerusalem. Uh, so you can say it now. It's yeah. Done. Uh, because you finished it a while ago, but we with, all the, to talk about. with all the guests, you couldn't really talk about it. I literally it. finished it right before we had our first guest of the year on. No, not of the year. Was it on the year? I don't no, know. No, I don't think of the year. But the first guest in recent months. Yeah, I, I have to talk about that, too. I still, I'm going to do an IRC on that by myself, but I, I need a break. I need mm. distance. Yeah. I need to be able to. Need some closure. Yeah, I need, uh, like, once I get through the therapy and stuff, I can go back and, like, look at it with a. Almost like it happened to somebody else. Mm. Like somebody else read that book, and I was just there to witness. Uh, so I finished Jerusalem finally uh, after a six-month exodus of that, and it was rough. I really enjoyed it, but I hated it at the same time. <laughs> Never felt that about a book before. I wanted to kill Alan Moore, but I wanted to praise him to the heavens as well. But also damn his soul. Damn his soul, but then also kind of hope he writes another giant Jerusalem. Just because I Jerusalem think, part two. Uh, would you read it? Yeah, I would, and I would hate it. <laughs> but <laughs> I like when people challenge not just themselves, but the literary world in general. When someone goes out and goes, I'm going to do something ridiculous. So you think of a David Foster Wallace, Infinite Jest. I'm never going to read that fucking book, but I'm glad it exists. I will read Ulysses because that's on my list, but even if I say, fuck this, I'm glad to exist. You know, Finnegan's Wake, nonsense, but I am glad that somebody did something like mm. that because it shows what can be done. It's important that these things, uh, limits are broken and boundaries are pushed, and we discover new ground thanks to these people who are not afraid to traverse the scary waters that no one else has gone through. Now, Jerusalem, he really just used a lot of literary devices that have already existed. He didn't necessarily tread new ground with that, but he did combine them all in one yeah, fucking book. Say, he <laughs> just used like them all oh. in, instead of you know using one or two that you normally find in a in a story. Mm. He just uses them all at one time. Yeah, <sighs> it was rough. It was rough going for a while, but I'm glad I did it. I leveled up definitely because you remember me saying, and we've even covered Shakespeare on the podcast a little bit. Like I think I did a reading from Macbeth and didn't understand it and got mad immediately, like the stupid chimp I am. Mm. Well, after reading Jerusalem, I leveled up so hard and I needed a palate cleanser. And for some reason, a Midsummer Night's Dream, which I bought when I was in uh, Columbus at, I think it's the Loft Bookstore. They had these cool Macmillan collector's editions, which I end up buying a bunch of those now. I just really like because it was real small. You know how I like the little books for mm -hmm. some reason. Little Hobbit-sized books. And they had a Midsummer's Night's Dream, and I always wanted to read that because it seemed like an easier one and a more fun one. So I was like, you know what? If I get this 
you know, in the little book form, instead of getting the giant whole Shakespeare collection, which I can easily get from Barnes and Noble, but then that's like overwhelming, like Jerusalem was, like it's this huge giant book and it's like tiny font. No, this has like an introduction, explains it, has uh like a glossary that'll tell you all the words that Shakespeare used and what they mean. Uh, so I read that and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was really funny and I found it not challenging at all. And I read it pretty quickly, like a day or two. It's not it's not long works, like 60-something pages uh, in that little book. Uh, then I watched a couple summary videos and different things on that. And I was like, yay. And then we read, I think that's when we read Hear the Wind Sing. And then I needed, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I'll just start reading a sh- like a Shakespeare play mm. after each one of these. So I read Macbeth, the big one. Now, we discussed briefly when I read The Crimson Cage, was that it? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a, ta- a graphic novel where it depicts the story of Macbeth as uh, wrestling, old school mm. 80s wrestling. Yeah. Super fun, which I, when I read Macbeth, the actual Macbeth, unabridged, I thought about the whole time. It really helped. Reading that helped cement, like, the because I'd be like, what character is this? Who's doing what? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, think about the wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And it, like, brought it all together. Because I, I didn't realize that until after re- uh, reading Macbeth as well, so many things are based on Macbeth straight up. Like, my, one of my favorite uh I guess it's a samurai movie. Uh, Akita Kitasawa's um, Throne of Blood is... Because I remember watching it. I was like, this seems like Macbeth. But I never saw, read Macbeth, so I didn't know. But I was like, this seems like Macbeth. It's actually a direct... Transla- not translation, but a direct like, adaptation of Macbeth. But with samurai, feudal, Japan fighting and stuff. That like, sounds cool. It's awesome. Uh, and that's just an awesome title. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's uh, The Throne of Blood. So I read Macbeth, and that was, I, will, I won't lie, that was more challenging. That was more like, okay, this was Shakespeare. Uh, I didn't understand a lot of what I was reading at times and had to like slow down, look things up. But I still, I thoroughly enjoyed that one. I think I like A Midsummer Night's Dream better just because it's more fun. And, and it seems like... Um fantastical. Yeah, like, and like, because like what they like... They just got fairy, like yeah. fairy folk causing mischief, whereas Macbeth is very serious. And here's where, what fucking grinds my gear, Spencer. So I wanted to watch an adaptation of Macbeth, a movie that would be a more direct movie. I didn't want to watch an older one. So I looked up new ones. Turns out Denzel Washington did one in 2021 called The Tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, yeah. He plays Macbeth, and it was directed by one of the Coen brothers. I watched the trailer of it. It's black and white, but it looks fucking amazing. And I watched a couple scenes on YouTube, and I'm like, this is awesome. It's an Apple TV exclusive. I can't rent it. I can't buy it. I can't do anything but watch it on fucking Apple TV, which I don't have. So I have the app on Roku, so I brought it up on my TV. They have a free trial. Okay. I did this last weekend. Fucking cool. Sign up for the stupid three months free trial, watch this movie, cancel it. Wouldn't you know it, Caleb, who's never had any Apple TV or anything Apple other than the iTunes for the podcast, which isn't even under the email that I put in for the thing, they said, you have already used up this subscription. You cannot have a free subscription now. Said, yo, motherfuckers, you're lying. You just don't want me to have it free. So why can't I watch the tragedy of Macbeth? I don't want Apple TV for a month, even one month, just to watch one movie. That sucks. So I'm in a bit of a pickle there. There's a 2015 one on HBO Max, I believe, starring Michael Fassbender, but it's not the same. No, yeah, it'd be. It'd be I want Denzel Washington yeah. Macbeth. I, I just from the scene because he has like the big soliloquy at the end of Macbeth, where he's talking about the tomorrow and tomorrow and all that shit. After he finds Lady Macbeth, is, I think she killed herself. It usually is not overdone. Like, Ian McKellen did a great version. I didn't see Fastbender's version. But the, the actors always put their own spin on it. But Denzel Washington's, I thought, was, like, really low down. Like, this uh, 
like like so a real reaction i felt like it wasn't over the top it wasn't shakespearean it was like a, a really good reaction in the way he read that so i i want to see that movie at some point hopefully i just want to rent it why can't i rent it i'll, I'll spend fucking eight dollars to rent it right no i fucking get apple tv i want it gotta get that apple tv i also have hamlet i ordered and othello Hamlet is one I don't, other than the skull and the to be or not, not to, to be, be yeah. I don't know much about Hamlet, but that's the longest one I have now. And that one, I was perusing it before you came over. Uh, perusing is not the right word because people use it as perusing as like you're just flipping through. Perusing actually, I think, means like a deep study of. Mm. It's always used wrong. I was uh, scanning it kind of, you know, just looking through it. And it's like pretty long and it seems very challenging. Uh, so I'm, I don't know if I was going to tackle that now, then do the Iliad. I think I'm going to read the Iliad first. Uh, cause I didn't realize the Iliad, the edition I have has 67 or no, the Iliad doesn't start until page 77. Oh. There's that many introductions and shit Wow. and things I need to learn before I read the Iliad. So I'm like, fuck. Yeah. So Hamlet, uh, I don't know much about Othello. I just know because I watched the movie. O back in the day, which mm. was like about basketball and stuff, but it was actually Othello. I didn't know anything about Othello, so I was like, why is this like Shakespearean but modern? I don't, I, I really like that movie, so I'm interested in that, and I don't know if I'm going to read that, but I, I feel like I just got to read Hamlet, though, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be like the greatest play ever. I'm still also, even reading these and enjoying them, I don't like the play format. Oh, just the way that it Well, it's, it's reading a play because, you know, you have the person's name, but like the action, all the action is just like, enter stage right, and it's just like, eh. Like, I want action, action, you know? I mean, yeah, I guess I, didn't, I haven't ever really thought about that. Like, I would wonder, like, what a Shakespeare, like, novel or short story would look like. Because that's all he wrote was plays, right? Everything was a play. Because I believe was- so. So, yeah, there would be... Well, the first novel, which uh, was uh, Cervantes' Don Quixote, came out when Shakespeare was alive. Uh, so, there wasn't novels. Yeah. Was like, And I don't know if Shakespeare was aware of Cervantes or vice versa. Because, again, two guys at the same period of time, like the same exact time period, were writing, uh, but they didn't live in the same country. They didn't know each other. So, you know, one guy's a great playwright, but his plays aren't being played in Spain, I don't think. Mm. Um, and Cervantes, like, I'm sure his work didn't make it over to England at the time. So they might have not known about each other. So they didn't even know that form of writing existed. Because at, the, at that time, Shakespeare time, that was it. It was plays. Like, that was the main form of writing. And obviously, you have uh, the, the like the Homer epics and stuff that preceded could you, it. Could you imagine being what's the guy who wrote the the, the Dante's first, Inferno? Or the, the first the first book, Divine Comedy? Yeah, what, what, whatever you just said, the first novel was the um oh uh, Don Quixote. Yeah, could you imagine just being that guy and you just sitting there and you're just like, I have this idea for a story, but. It's long. It's long. I can't read it. Like, because, uh, you know, and it's a long novel. It's like 800, 900 something pages. But yeah, up to that point, everything was memorized. Yeah, just coming up with like that idea. Yeah, because stories before that were just epics that were poetic. Like, they were written as poems so you can remember them. I don't know. That's interesting. But I'm going to read the Iliad next, I think. Uh, and hopefully that's not too daunting. Like, when I was reading that, I just started reading just the actual intro of the Iliad. Not the introduction, but like the first paragraph or whatever stanzas i don't know of the iliad and i was like okay i understand this is fine because it's not as complex as shakespeare mm-hmm. it's just getting through the 77 pages of introduction right. and stuff but i feel like i actually do need to know that stuff to understand what's happening because i don't my trojan era war yeah. history is not so sharp i mainly want to read the odyssey obviously because that's the good one but the iliad is uh you know about war mm-hmm. and 
I want sirens and juggernauts and stuff. You do you know? And and I'm gonna give you, uh, you know, I'm gonna give you a bit of a pass and and some time to, uh, you know, since you just got done with, um, you know, Jerusalem and you got these other big books that you've had already planned to read and stuff. So this might be more of like a next year thing. But now since you've read Jerusalem. You have no excuse to not be able to go tackle some big Stephen King books. I feel like I read the stand in like three days. Yeah, because like <laughs> it's just as long almost, but just the enjoyment and the the easiness of reading it. I'm really interested to see how fast I could get through one Q eight four now. I mean, obviously I read it before, so when I wouldn't have to, you know, it's been long enough where it would be kind of fresh for me. Yeah. But just like reading this Murakami, I flew through it so fast. Like I literally read both these. If I just like combine the actual hours it took me to read both books, mm. two and a half probably. Like I read them very quickly. Like you, you said, because I told you yesterday I have 70 pages to go. I read 30 pages in like 30 minutes last night. Mm-hmm. And I read the other 30 pages today. Uh, I went outside at 430. I came back in at 5. And I was done. I was like, oh. So I'm, I'd probably go through one, because I picked one QA4, because that's like almost 900 pages or something. It's pretty big. It's three books, really. And that was the, you said that was the first you read of him, right? Yeah, that was the first miracle, which is not a good introduction. I don't think there's a bad introduction. People say that. It's like, oh, you know, this has to be your first two. This has to be your first miracle. No, just read what seems interesting to you. Yeah. That's the one you're going to like. The story for one QA4 is what got me. I was like, oh, this sounds fucking cool. It's like, you know, we got different dimension, like different alternate reality, fucking weird lady masseuse that can kill you by touching you in certain mm. spots. Like, that sounded cool to me. Like an assassin, uh, lesbians. Ooh. It starts off with... Any okay. twins? Any twins? Twins. I don't remember. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a trope of Mirakami's work that we don't know about? Seems like it now. Oh, and I also brought this to your attention. Because uh, I was not... I actually, when I got this book, I was thinking of a different Japanese author... Um, hold on, let me look at it make sure I got the right one. Because, believe it or not, Spencer, my knowledge of Japanese authors aren't very deep. Like, I'm, I know the ones I know very well. But unacceptable. Name five. Your mom. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. So, I thought, which this is even more interesting. Hold on, is it Yaz? It might be Yazanari. Uh, see, I hate when you pick up the list of authors on Google because you can't just look at their books unless you type in their name specifically. Okay, so uh, Yazanari Kawabata, he won the Nobel Prize in Literature. I think he did that mountain book I read. So a couple years ago, I read his book, Snow Country. Uh, I really enjoyed that book. It was a beautifully written book. But it was like, it was one of those books that was more about the imagery than the story. Uh, uh, but anyway, the only reason I brought that up is because that's who I thought this was. I picked up this when I was at the loft, Clara in the Sun by Kazuo Ishiguro. And I recognized the name Kazuo Ishiguro because he also won the Nobel Prize in literature. And, you know, Japanese, they at least have two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously because they had the Kawabata so they at least have two uh, but Mirakami's always been rumored to come in second place and Yukio Mishima was proven that he came in second place for, for a while but Ishiguro turns out to be is a British author just of Japanese descent I did not know that but this is like a sci-fi book but I picked it up because it sounded interesting so we were thinking about making this our book of the month in like a few months or something you know uh, Claire and the Sun but I heard it's really good so I looked it up after I got it I don't know why I brought that up why was I talking about that? Does it matter? Mm, Probably not. I don't think it really does. 
what are you reading next now? Because I said I'm reading the Iliad. What are you getting uh, into? My next novel, um, because after finishing uh, the Murakami books... Um, How long did those take you, by the way? I didn't really ask. Um, It took a little bit longer, but that's just because like they were my, my workbooks yeah, that so I read on my lunch. That, like lunch and breaks and stuff. So it took me a little bit longer, but like no more than like... A little over a week for each one of them. It didn't yeah. take me didn't take me long to. So probably a couple hours, really. Yeah, yeah. Once, yeah, like you said, once you would put the that that actual time, like the once you twenty minutes here, yeah. twenty minutes there. Yeah, it's probably a cu- couple hours. Yeah, and that's under not great circumstances. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time. Uh, but once I f- once I uh, finished those because I got done with them a little bit before you did. Um, I've just been trying to get caught up on newer comics and trades and stuff that I've had being powered up. But my next novel that I think I'm going to start in the beginning of the week, I think, is going to be the second novel of uh, Brad Meltzer, who I read his first his first book last year, Tenth Justice. Um, and this one's called Dead Even. And if I remember correctly... Is it a political thriller as well? Yeah, yeah kind of law. It, it, it's something about... Law thriller? Yeah, it's something about, like, this, like, I think, like, this power couple or getting divorced, but through, somehow through that, there's, like, a lot of, fucking like, dirty, mm. like, th- things. And I can't exactly remember uh, when I read, like, the like the little summary of it. But, like, I really liked his, his first one, so... I'm 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 yeah I'm looking forward to seeing what this is like. I was thinking of something, Spencer. All right. After I read the Iliad, and I hope I get through it fairly quickly, because I can't do this. Because that's I looked at it today. It's fucking. It's a hamburger. It's big. <laughs> um, it's a double cheeseburger. Yeah. I was thinking for my next break, I read the Dead Zone. Ooh. And I'll pick a Yukio Mishima book for you. All right. I have a couple on the shelf I haven't read yet. This is pending because I haven't decided. You know what? No. Sailor Who Fell from Grace from the Sea. The, uh, that's that's the Mishima book for you. It's short, okay. but it's really impactful, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Because you get his philosophy and like his writing style really well. Because it's not, not like the hard-boiled yeah. one. It's like an actual Mishima book. But it's not super Buddhist-heavy or anything. It's not like the uh, Sea of Fertility tetralogy that probably put you to sleep. Yeah. That that would be your Jerusalem, I think. I feel like that would be your Jerusalem. You're just like I can't focus. <laughs> Wait, is it just like too much? Like there's mundane things going on, or just like a lot of stuff? No, it's straight, just or? it's so strongly like Buddhist themes and stuff that like you feel like you'd have to research to understand a lot of it. But also, it's just like the language used and stuff. It's not challenging from a literary perspective. Is it like just you know the writing style? It's just like the themes and stuff are just. If you're not into like Eastern philosophy, mm. you probably wouldn't like it. Mm. Um, maybe I it'd be one of those things you have to level up to. So if you read like your, uh, you know, Journey to the West books and stuff, yes. uh, and you started getting deeper into like the, you know, the Far East philosophies and the Zen, the Confucianism and stuff, I think you would better appreciate I've been, it. I've I've been meaning to buy like because I think I was looking I was looking online because the two copies that you got me I was trying to find them and I think. The whole thing, I think it's four books total, I yeah. think. And I've been meaning to go and, like, get those other two just because then I feel like... Just have the complete... But, especially because you never know. Sometimes they just, like, stop printing them. Yeah. And then, too, then I feel like, though, too, I feel like if I have the whole thing there, then looking at me, I'm a little bit more to be like, okay, well, I'll start yeah. it now because I, I have well, it. Well, you could be like me, then, with, like, the Iliad and stuff. You could, like, I'll read one now, have a couple breaks, read yeah. another one. Yeah. But, uh, ooh, that's... Uh, what, what made you go with the Dead Zone? I've been wanting to read The Dead Zone. I just, it's a cool book. Yeah. I, I almost started it not too long ago. Uh, 
before Jerusalem, so I guess long ago. <laughs> long, the, before the, long, the before times. But I was going to uh, start to actually, you know what I'll do? I'll read The Dead Zone. You can read Jerusalem. No. <laughs> That's a fair trade. No. I could read all Stephen King's bibliography by the time I take you to get through Jerusalem. I, I really like um, The Dead Zone. I always put it up there in my uh, in my top books. It's for some reason, because like, there's something about like those first five novels that he wrote, and like that's the the fifth one I think. And I just I don't know. It's that that, that weird like early like Stephen King just like probably goodness. because he still felt like he had a lot to prove. Yeah, and he was uh, not saying he was more creative or anything. He just uh, he was more Stephen Kingy, mm. I guess. Well, and it'd be interesting too. Now you're gonna have to let me know reading that with. All the political things that are going, going on, on yeah. now. Now, like I feel like it's it's weirdly more um, relatable now yeah. than ever. Yeah, that'll be something to check out. Uh, well, did you ever watch the Christopher Walken movie? I think I did because there's like a shooting at the end or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember much from it. It was a long time ago because that was like the early '80s. I think that came out. But yeah, as far as reading stuff, I think that's that's where I'm at. Uh, I'm trying to. I don't want to look too long term because, you know, my reading goal, obviously, mm. is those seven books. But I just uh, I think I'm going to make sure I'm not super strict with that because then I'm going to hate reading, you know. Well, especially, too, with um, you kind of got that jacked up with for however long with Jerusalem took, took what up till April. Or yeah. March or something. They, they messed up my timeline. But I am very happy because, like, if I didn't read Jerusalem, I probably wouldn't have got those Shakespeare books. Right. Because I just wouldn't have been in the mind space to be able to read that kind of stuff. I got to dip my toes earlier into Shakespeare than I thought, and I enjoyed it, so now I can be, like, you know, a douche. Mm. It's my lifelong goal is to be a pompous douche. Yeah. Oh. You're almost there, bud. No, you're almost there. So people were like, oh, what's your favorite Shakespeare? Oh, no, man, I like Macbeth. Mm. King Lear actually is really underrated. <laughs> That's when you just start quoting different Shakespeare works. Oh, uh, you know what? So you get tattooed on your forearm. Benjamin McAvoy from the Hardcore Literature Podcast always talks about committing verses to memory, and he does, and he recites them. And I'm like, I'm not British. I can't do that. Right. I can't, like, I do, I really do have a problem with that, though. I can't commit things to memory like that. Like, people always, like, are able to just, like, lip sync to songs because they know all the lyrics and stuff. I never was able to do that. Even songs I listen to a million times and I really enjoy, I, like, like, I, if it's plain, I could probably know, I'll know yeah. the lyrics when it's plain, but if you, like, told me to recite lyrics yeah. that I memorize, I can't. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, yeah, it's, like, it's weird, like, some of, like, those old ICP songs, like, if I tried to do it to you now, but, like, if you just played the music, you know I, I could kind of start getting, like, in, into it a little bit, but, yeah, it, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Uh, anyway, writing. All right, folks, have a good night. Ah, Spencer, you're not off the hook here. I was in a, a little bit of a slump. I got a lot of rejections recently, so that's kind of put me in a downer mood. I'm just like, why do I even bother? Why am I doing this? But I was working kind of on the one story, kind of on some poems that I didn't even care about. And then I was uh, finally this week, because it's probably been a couple weeks. Jerusalem really killed my fucking ambition to be a novelist, too. <laughs> you the word of Yeah, live. I did. Uh, this week, I finally said, fuck it, sat down and got back to you know working on my novel. Which I, it, might, it might have been a month, honestly, since I worked on that last. Yeah, because um, everything that you have been working on, that, like I at least remember you telling me about, has either been submitting stuff... Or just smaller other, yeah. other things that haven't, you know, that's that wasn't your novel. Not my ultimate goal. But I started, get, I got back into my novel. And you know what? 
I am happy to say I it was like I never even left. Nice. Like I just got right back into like because I'm like not just partially into a chapter and I just right back in just read a couple paragraphs right back in knew exactly where I was and where it's going. So I think this is going to be really good at least for me uh, to finish this novel because like I said I don't even do the, what I consider the fun stuff. Uh, the novel's interesting already, but just like the stuff I really want to get into, like the fat, fantastical elements, it's all coming, man. The dragons are coming. Not really dragons, but they're going to be monsters. Uh, so I'm excited for that. And uh, I do feel like the biggest, laziest piece of shit there. Like we have, you know, Matt Holland on. And it's like, oh, yeah, how many books has he written? He's doing all this writing. And like we just talked to these people who are just putting out all this writing. I'm like, why aren't we putting out all this writing? Like, why? Even like the, um, what was the, the name of the last? The last fellow we talked to, um, the Nikolanovsky. Yeah, he journalist, so like he's yeah. writing constantly. But what about you, Spencer? Not not so good. When's the last time you did some serious uh, riddling? Too long. I couldn't even tell you. I was in a bad, um, I had a real bad dry spell, and then I started having, um. Issues like with my like lower back and stuff like that. So then even even if I did f- like have like a momentary like sunlight sunlight of inspiration, it's like right, I'm gonna step in. Oh no, no I can't. No I can't. I like- can relate to that because I hurt my back a month ago and then it was healing and then I re-injured it last week mm-hmm. and like crippling pain and all. I probably slipped a disc or something, but that's really taken out. Like one, just like I always like to sit in my chair to write. I mm-hmm. can't. Like, it hurts. Like, I have to lean back in this chair, and I'm okay. My back today seems all right, so hopefully I'm on the right track. I'm not going to do anything too strenuous other than my whole day-to-day activity of my yeah, job. Of life and living. Yeah. yeah, so, like, there, were the, that was also a stretch where I was, I've was i been trying to stay very positive, still going to the gym, work at anything I can, stretching and doing all this stuff. But I get so exhausted by the time I get home, like, physically, my back is, like, cramping up and stuff. I just don't want to write. Uh, so this week I started, you know, writing and working stuff, which was good. But, like, up till couple weeks ago or last week in the you know previous week like i was just all fucked up i was just like not miserable but when you feel bad like when you're like mm-hmm. when you're sick oh i'm really sick and i'm in the hospital i should be able to at least write a lot you can't mm-hmm. like you can't even read because you just feel like mentally drained. yeah it's like i haven't even been as much reading done as i yeah. could because like i couldn't find like the only like comfortable spots i had for like for at least like a couple weeks laying down was like Either on the floor on my back. Yeah. That's the only time I could lay on my back. So you're holding it. the book yeah. up right over your head. That's yeah. That's good for your arms. Or like if I'm on the couch or like laying in bed, it was just face down. And like that was like. Doesn't the only- that almost make you think like audio books are the way to go? Almost, yeah. But I have been, uh, you know, I started seeing a, uh, a chiropractor and he got me, uh, you know, knock on wood. I'm feeling really, you know, not 100%, but a lot better than what I was. So I'm actually hoping that if not starting tomorrow, because tomorrow is my personal Friday work-wise. Like, it's the last day I work, and then I have two days off. Yeah. So I'm hoping if not after work tomorrow, at least that my two days off, I want to at least try to... Uh, you know, I'm not going to try to, you know, go too crazy and be like, oh, I'm going to try to write a whole bunch, a couple of thousand words. I want to at least something. If yeah. it's on that one, the, my my one story that I've been working on for a while, if it's either that or I've, I've even th- thought about maybe trying Try something fresh, something fresh, like we uh, submissions or something. Yeah, like we were talking about or we like we were even talking about uh, a couple episodes ago before all of our guests that had that 
that idea for like that AI kind of story. Yeah. I was even just messing around with that to try to just, you know, get rid of some of the cobwebs maybe even if it doesn't even turn into anything just like yeah. something I can use to get like the shit words out maybe to yeah, you know and then it. maybe go back to the to the to the main story or, or something like that you know but the, what's they say the the uh, best laid plans of mice and men and da 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 mm. I don't really know how that how that saying ends I don't know I never hear anybody finish it yeah it's just like it's just, you don't have to you just know it's just it's not good is that Shakespeare too. Uh, who knows? Probably. Let me look it up. I just feel like it probably is. Cause I wonder if that's like of mice and men. Like if that's like to Robert Burns. Okay. The best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. So there's only three other words you have to memorize. Often go awry. That's it. And nobody ever does. Nobody ever does. What does mice and men mean though? Why did the mice? Uh, okay. Oh, cause the line was for to a mouse. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not a big Rubber Burns fan. You know, like being burned. Burned by the burn. So, folks, that's about all I got to talk about. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, I think that's all we really have. Just books and writing. But I have been writing, so fucking big failure in the submission world. I can't get a goddamn... The problem is my fucking long stories that I'm really, really excited about, the really good stuff, uh, you get to wait like six months and uh. at least to hear back from most of those. And then, like, what do I do? If I get rejected, because you're not going to submit those to a million places, because uh, it's my good work, so I want to submit it to better places. But then if I get rejected from what, I wait another six months mm. after. Like, yeah, it fucking sucks. And then the work I read in these journals are terrible. The, the, what am I doing wrong? Who the, do I not know? The system is broken. The system sucks. Uh, so anyway, folks, if you want to check out what we do, we don't do anything. But at mm. DPW Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we just mainly post the podcast anymore. I haven't been posting much. So you listen to our old episodes with all of our previous episodes with all the new guests we've had recently. Yeah, do that. That sounds like something. Uh, you can follow Spencer. He is a Zephyr of Zamboni. Mm-hmm. Not Zamboni. Zamboni! Yeah. Uh, that doesn't make sense, though. Zamboni in Africa? They don't have bikes. That'd be weird. Yeah, uh, you are a Zimbabwe Zephyr. You're just a cool, nice, soft, gentle breeze. Fart breeze. Fart breeze. Uh, that's his only fans, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Nah. Probably not real. Me the game either. looks getting a little old. Yeah. Nah, we'll keep it up forever. Like your yeah. stupid names, just keep it going for life. Uh, you can follow me at calebjamesk.com. I need to post a bunch of stories soon. I just haven't gotten with my back and everything. Can't sit in my favorite chair. I've just been, um, been mentally crippled. I've been... At that stage of life where it's like I could do the day to day, but when you ask me to do one extra thing, I lose ah! it. I just lose my shit. So it's like, oh, just copy paste the story to your website. No, I can't do it. It's an insurmountable mountain. I have to fight a dragon to do it, and it's rough. But I hopefully I'll get over that uh, soon. Uh, anyway, we thank you for listening, and we hope you check us next week when we probably have a more serious episode. I don't know if we'll have a guest. I kind of hope not, but you never know anymore. <laughs> you never know. Uh, So thank you for listening. We'll check you next time.